Stop for it for. Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio. Top full four brought to you by National RX. I'll be out there tomorrow, three to six. Some piping hot Jets pizza for you. Come on out and get the weekend kicked off Fan Run style. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, it's announced today that Zakai Ziegler has been named to the Defensive Player of the War of the Year Award. Excuse me, watch list. Does it surprise you out of all the guys defensively that he would be the one? Because we've got a few guys who are really good defensively. Yeah, I mean, you could take your pick. And just, to me, I would say not at all. Would he be the number one? I mean, you show me a bigger pickpocket. Just you cannot let your guard down think, any if he's on you and you're on the dribble. I'll pull these numbers up. Uh, I think Vescovy might like lead the league in steals. You had five They're last all, night. Did, uh, that, that was something else I noticed. I don't know if either you guys noticed that last night, but, man, they are constantly, constantly looking to poke the ball out. Well, they had uh, 19 turnovers, Georgia did. And, and some of them were just, like, throwing the ball. I'm like, what are you doing? Just throwing it away. So, yeah, not going to win on the road, turning it over 20 times. Hat number two. We have a new head coach in Carolina as the Carolina Panthers have hired ex-Colts coach Frank Reich. Hmm. Frank Reich was the starting quarterback for the first game in Carolina Panthers history in 1995 and now will be the team's sixth head coach. Owner David Tepper chose Reich over uh, going after the interim head coach Steve Wilkes. Retread time in Carolina. I actually don't think that's a terrible hire. I, I'd seen somebody predicting that Arizona might hire him, you know, pair him with a, a good quarterback who needs some yeah. reset in, in Kyler Murray. Carolina's a tough job, man. They don't have a quarterback. Like, you don't have one. I don't think. Where are they going to be drafting at? Mid-pack, like around us? I mean, does it matter? Not high enough to get Bryce Young. So there's uh, some slight controversy with this hire, believe it or not. So according to this, it came down to Reich and Wilkes. Uh, Wilkes is actually being represented by a New York-based law firm after he is having a discrimination suit against the NFL for being fired after one season as the head coach for the Cardinals back in 2018. Uh, The firm let out a quote saying, We are shocked and disturbed by the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach including bringing them back into playoff contention and garnering support from players and fans that he was still passed over for the head coach position by David Tepper, saying that there is a legitimate race problem in the NFL. We can assure you that we'll have more to say in the coming days. I mean, it's such a touchy issue. I mean, there obviously is a problem with getting minority head coaching, minorities head coaching opportunities I don't know that I'd be excited if I'm a Panthers fan about hiring Steve Wilkes. I don't think I don't think he got fired after one year by the Cardinals for not being a great head coach. All I the only thing that stands out to me he was the Missouri defensive coordinator when Heupel went in there and rolled up seventy on him last if, year. If I were a Panthers fan, I would be itchy uh, that not only that they would have hired him. 
but that they hired Reich when you've still got some of the hottest names are still in the playoffs right now. Like D'Amico Ryans. Um, Sounds like he's front runner for the Texans job. That would make sense with his playing days being there. That is true. That is where he played, isn't it? Yeah. That I was, was, re- was racking my brain. I could not remember. Oh, I'm too me. lazy to look it up. I, I, Reich I remember is, all too well. Reich is a pretty good – I mean, not with what happened this year without uh, withstanding. I mean, the, the Colts quarterback thing has gone to hell in a handbasket. Yeah. And and you got to have a quarterback. But went to the playoffs his first year there, 10-6 and six, with the Colts. Went to the playoffs in 2020, 11-5. He's a, he's a get you to the playoffs, Coach. He can get you to the playoffs. Is he one of those top-tier guys that can get you to the Super Bowl or even win it? What do you think? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, who – who are those guys? There's like, what, three or four of them? It's the same <laughs> thing as college fillers. There's only a handful that – Yeah. Andy Reid, obviously. See, there hasn't been a lot of success for Andy Reid disciples when they become head coaches. Does Peterson at Jacksonville worry you guys? I mean, he does have yeah. a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, he does have that. And he's got I a said quarterback. That since day one. Yes, it worries me. Yeah, he's good. That's, they're, and they've they're got a – he's got a – Very ascendant in Jacksonville. Whew. Anyway. Well, let's get off that. Uh, number three – Ernie Stewart uh, exits and leaving the United States men's national team leadership in a bit of a flux through the end of the summer. The U.S. Soccer Federation sport, sporting director Ernie Stewart is leaving to join PSV Eidenhoven after the departure of men's national team general manager Brian McBride. A management shakeup that leaves the position of men's coach Greg Bernhalter uh, in most uncertainty. Yeah, you got to think he's gone now at this point. I mean, they're, they're cleaning house. They get rid of their... GM, I mean, and all three of those guys are former national team players. And I I think it's – I hate to see it end like this with controversy, you know, like allegations of blackmail and all this nonsense going on with Burhalter. But since that nonsense is happening, like, let's go – this is the most important four-year cycle we've got coming. We have to be playing well in 2026. Let's get a top-notch organization in place – the sporting director, GM, whatever you want to call him, and an elite coach that is going to get the absolute most out of this golden generation that should be in its peak at the next World Cup, which we're hosting here in America. It's just very quick. Somebody thought. with the Eindhoven, though? He played over there. Ernie Stewart played over there, so he's he's got a with relationship Eindhoven? with that club. Yeah, in Holland. I saw a name that got dropped recently. That would be curious. We could talk about it another time if we want to, but Mourinho. Mourinho. What do you think? Well, first of all, he's doing well in at Roma in yeah, Syria. You offer enough money, everyone will take Here, it. thing about, as a Chelsea fan, I'm very intimately familiar with Mourinho, and I love him. Generally, he's a bad breaker-upper. So, I mean, he might do really well. But there's almost a 100% chance when he leaves, whether that's in a year or four years, he will leave you in shambles. Just like room on fire, crumbling, tearing down all around you. Just Stabbing you in the forehead yeah, he, with he, a fork. And, it's going to be out. it's Chernobyl. So you just have to keep that in mind. But Bad breaker upper. And I want him to hire uh, another former Chelsea coach, Tuchel. Sure. Dumb, 
Thomas Tuchel would be great. Are we going to finally get coach. serious about this? I mean, you've got me interested in it. I'm going to start getting uh, – are, we are, ser- are they going to get really serious? I think we were really serious when we hired Jurgen Klinsmann and it fell apart and, and we didn't stay serious about it, unfortunately. I, I don't think they were unserious this past year. I mean, I think they, they did okay, but we can do better. We shouldn't shoot for okay. We should shoot for great. I want to make a Final Four. And finally, at number four, Lady Vols basketball will be taking on UConn tonight. Let's go! 8 p.m. Come on, Holly Jolly. Let's do it. Put up or shut up time. What you got? 16-6, and six, Lady Vols will be hosting number five, Connecticut. 18-2, and two, 8 p.m. I believe it's on ESPN, I think. Yeah, because they're wow. having... The college, college game, game day, day there, yeah. from, live from 7 to 8, followed by the game. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Hopefully it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. let me correct we myself. We go in there and we get – I hope. It's a baby club ceiling going the wrong way. It ain't no fun in getting your eyes pounded shut by UConn. I feel like this game last year up there in Connecticut, we kept the game close for, they play quarters, like a quarter and a half, and then UConn started pulling away right at the end of the first half, and then... How, how bad would a... I'm just asking. I don't even really want to speak in existence. How bad would a big blowout be? Like if they came in here and just destroyed us? It would suck. <laughs> Slotnik's got his Lady Vol sweater on. He's re- you going to the game tonight? I saw you. Our, our guy was on TV last night. Slotnik was? Yes. They The guy who made the half-court shot. Yeah. Well, only got 600 bucks, by the way. That's an outrage. Usually, the oh, guy makes, the, all in on makes the half-court shot. Like, you get free tuition. He did, what was it? It was, I think, a layup, a free throw. You get a car or something. And a half. He, made, he went yeah. four for four, bro. 600 bucks? Six hundred bucks. Yeah. Come on, that. dude. I mean, come on. You could have given that guy kid free uh, free free tuition for one semester. I mean, I, I feel like that's free, ten free grand tuition tuition a floor. Year. Like that's where you start for that yeah. prize. I mean, how likely is that? That's got to be less than one percent likelihood yeah. that you make all that. I will say his half court shot was in between half court and the three point line. What I thought it was a legit. I mean, he 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 he, he took a good three. He what do they call it, Marcus? A euro step into his half court shot. Yeah, that it would be what they would, would have been call traveling. Him. If this were the NBA, yeah. I mean, it would not have been. But anyhow, <laughs> it, it, it's still incredibly hard. You would think it, something like that, dude. I mean, I feel like a kid should get a year's worth of tuition. But anyway, yeah. SEC Network shows the guy. They show the highlights. They show him walking up in the stands, going back to his seat. And there's our own Ben Slotnick, like high fiving the guy. Well, he's just he's joining a long list of fan run interns that uh who's that kid? I mean, they made a gif out of him at the Florida game. What was that kid's name? He had a mustache, dark hair. He it was like at a, a Tennessee, Florida football game, and he's losing his mind. One of our guys? Yeah, and CBS kept going to him. I'll think of his name at some point. Thank you, Marcus. Top four at four is brought to you by National Law Rex. Again, we'll be out there tomorrow to kick off a huge weekend, the huge game at the arena Saturday night. Texas comes to town. Don't forget the Sildenafil special 
We'll have the nurse practitioner on hand there tomorrow, guys. If you want to go out and see her, get your sildenafil prescription. You can get it filled right there, 50 cents a tablet, uh, six times less than you're going to get on some of these online retailers that charge huge markups. No price gouging at National Law Rex. Go on in there. Tell them you heard about it on Fan Run Radio there at 11134 Kingston Pike, right next to Farragut, right next to Wendy's in Farragut. Online at nationalrx.com. Let's go to the phones. 865-546-8200. Phil is next. Good afternoon, Phil. What say, W? What's up, Philly? How you, Barry Bright and uh, Mark's done? Doing well, thanks. Well, is uh, Holly Jolly going to be able to beat uh, Janine tonight? I mean... UConn's a little bit of a wounded animal. They're missing their best player. They've lost three games already this year. Tennessee's on a roll. You're hosting the game. If if Horston is able to go tonight, if she's healthy and 100% or anything close to 100%, this is your chance. Like you got to do it, man. It's put up or shut yeah. up time. Let's go. Well, if she wins, it'd be uh, uh, great for the rebuilding of the program. If she don't, she'll be on the clock. She loses. She's on the clock if she loses. Yeah, I mean, I mean the the die is cast. I mean, how much longer are you just going to give her? Just let her continue to uh, underachieve the whole time she's here. I just don't know what Danny White's attitude towards all that is. I mean, they, they ain't even played South Carolina or LSU yet either. So I mean, uh, their schedule's weaker than the men's schedules in the first part of the SEC. It hasn't been a murderer's row, but, I mean, this is an opportunity, so I'm going to choose to be – I'm going to live in my dreams, Phil. I know you like to live in your fears. I'm living in my dreams. Lady Vols, get it done tonight. Okay. Well, I hope hope you're happy about, uh, what, 10 o'clock at the old way one. I'll be watching it. I want to see the new uniforms. Are they going to have a bunch of uh, baby blue in them? Are, Are they doing a throwback tonight? I mean, if they, if they were going to do a throwback, they didn't throw back to that season where they didn't lose a damn game. That's a uniform I'd want to wear on a night like this. Well, they had those baby blue uniforms they wore a couple weeks ago that CG really hated. I kind of liked them. I did too. Yeah, I mean, usually when you're changing uniforms, you don't have big, good, good games. That's why, I mean, even the men, they change the uniforms every once in a while and they've got beat and right. changed them. South Carolina debacle. I think that's more a byproduct of you're wearing a different uniform because you want to – it's a it's a big game and you're trying to get fired up or something. You're usually playing a good opponent. Sometimes you lose those games. Yeah. Oh, I see we, what We've won saying. our fair share in the alternate uniforms through the yeah. years. We've done pretty good in it. I do remember y'all talking about those Greg uniforms from basketball. Uh, they beat Florida. And Admiral Skull had filled out about 25 points with uh, – that was, his, that was his breakout game in Tennessee, and, uh, and they wore those gray uh, throwback uniforms. Are those the grays with the orange numbers on them? I think that's Yeah. A, yeah, yeah those, things, those are the ones on, I yeah. was talking about. They, those things look sharp. I like those. Out of all the alternate uniforms, I don't count baseball because they, they look good. All their uniforms are nice. 
But, I'd like to see Tennessee wear orange at home sometimes. They, they wore orange once at home this year. I can't remember what that game it was. They did, didn't they? they yeah. We, we pulled that a couple times. I like it when they do that. You need to have an orange out in there. Hmm. Well, we're gonna, we, these next 10 games are going to determine how good they are. Because uh, starting with Texas, then you got what go to Florida. Yep. And then play Buck Pearl here, right? Man, it's kind of a tough stretch we got. Yeah, and then you follow that up. Is that the week we go to Rupp on Saturday? Does that lead yeah. into that? And then we got – or no, Auburn leads in – do we play Alabama right after Auburn? Alabama is the 15th. So what? So what's our next 10? Make your Valentine's Day plans now to be at Thompson Bowling Arena with your sweetie for the Alabama game. We got Florida, uh, Texas Saturday, Florida in Gainesville next week, Wednesday night, Auburn at home. Then uh, we go to Vandy, Missouri comes in here, then Alabama. Hmm. And they still got to play Arkansas. And you go back to Auburn, right? Yeah, and you know, Arkansas, they're they are not that great this year. They, they've got two injuries that have really hurt them. And uh, that's a game at home you should win. Well, it is. I'm glad we got them at home. Uh, but uh, most years it would be a, a difficult game. It was a real difficult game here last year. They had a really, really good team last year. Yeah, they went to the lead eight last year. That just killed him that I can never remember his name, the big kid they had last year. He decided to go out. What, whatever happened to him? He didn't. Did he make an NBA roster? Jalen Williams? Yeah. Or is he over in Europe now? I don't know, but he, they didn't replace him. And he was the really the heart and soul of their team last year. Outside of that one good guard, Note, they had last year, he was a real good player. Yeah, Williams is with the Thunder right now. Like, he, he could completely control games just doing what he did. He gets you in foul trouble on defense, and he was really good on offense. So. Oh, he is with the Thunder, huh? Well, the SEC. Go ahead. Do what? Go ahead. The SEC is kind of top heavy, isn't it? I mean, you got about five real good teams, and the rest of the teams are uh, below mediocre, I mean. Yeah, and the, the SEC might have taken a little bit of a, a step back this year, but, I mean, that just underscores the need to go out there and dominate it. I watched Alabama most of their game last night, and Mississippi State gave them a run for their money, but, man, that Brandon Miller is something else. He's he's the best player in the league, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He, he's, he won't be at Alabama next year, though, will he? No. Think he'd be a lottery pick? Yeah. Yeah. You got a shot at going number one? No, that's going to be that dude from France. That's what throws me about the NBA. You'll see a bunch of European guys up near the top of it. Well, good luck to Holly Jolly tonight. See you. Thank you, Phil. Get the feeling that he really meant that. Do you think Phil's really going to watch the game tonight? Hate watch it? I try not to. Spend too Phil. much time thinking about what Phil's TV viewing habits are going to be. I'm going to be watching. 8 o'clock tip tonight at the arena. Is it on ESPN? Yes. Should be a packed house. And, again, just a 
huge opportunity for Kelly Harper to really put her stamp on this thing. Call me crazy. I feel like it should be a little borderline dangerous in there tonight for the for Gino and the Huskies. Gino won't have a lot of friends in the stands, I don't think. Imagine being that guy walking into that room. You're surrounded by twenty thousand. He likes it. However many eighteen. It, it won't phase him at all. He no. he loves that. He gets off Feeds on off being just the, the oh, hate. Yeah. I was at one of their games at the arena. I think this is in like the Candace Parker era. And I was sitting I was on the floor, I was on press row, and it was right in front of their bench. Okay. Where, where they were. And and this is before the renovation. There's twenty four that was twenty four thousand people in there, man. It was crazy. ESPN, you know, the whole thing is maybe like a one versus two thing. I think Pat was still coaching. And uh well, obviously she was still coaching. And at one point, like Gino got teed up or something. And the crowd is just like it's borderline dangerous. They're frenzy. They're smelling blood. And he's just stomping around on the side. He's like 10 feet away from me. He's looking up at the stands, a huge smile on his face. And he just starts screaming, I love this place. I love this place. In the middle of the game. He's got that Calipari thing, too. I don't know if it's an Italian thing or what, but like they. just feeds off the the venom. The negative emotion makes him stronger. The hate. Maybe that's the, you just ignore them. Don't play into it, right? I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's going to be loud as hell in there tonight. Quick break. The drive continues. More of your phone calls coming up. Stay with us. Fade Run Radio, the drive continues. A full White Claw Hard Seltzer studio all of a sudden. It's been a while since we've had five guys in here. Well, I'm happy. Are you? Hell yeah. One of our favorites back with us, a proud graduate of FAB, Fan Run Academy of Broadcasting, Rick Butler. Mr. Fabulous himself in studio with us. What's up, Rick? Well, hello there, Russell. Hello, hello everybody hello. around the table. It is, uh, wow, it's it's pretty wild to be here right now. Is it like going back to your old elementary school and everything looks smaller? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's what it is like, right? You're like, wow, I didn't realize the chairs were that sm- Not that these chairs are small, but yeah, They're you kind of get chairs. that same, uh, <laughs> you kind of get that feeling. But it's uh, it's good, two times in two weeks. Got the Talk Sports logo on the on the screen behind us. Still the same old, same old. Speaking of talk sports, I I saw Cody as well today. I went over to uh, his house this morning. <laughs> so I've just been making the round, the fan run rounds today. Where does Cody live? No, Cody lives in well, this vaguely. Ad- don't this give address right here. Suburbia. He lives with Docs uh, Cody McClure. He moved into the house with our friend uh, Miles Collins, who who was a you know was on Knoxville Radio a, a long time ago. Uh, but that's where Brandon Oric and I lived. For like two years, and then once Brandon and I left that house, uh, Cody moved in. So it's been a you know we're all we've all kind of stayed together somewhat, at least a little bit. Outstanding. It's well, palatial. Yep. Much like the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios, where we broadcast live from this afternoon. Getting some uh, information. Michael on Twitter says the student that won the six hundred dollars last night actually won a six hundred dollar gift card. From the Vol shop. So it wasn't even 600 bucks. He got $600 worth of, like, 
Vol shop gear. Now, granted, Ace, like that's, that's cool. That's, yeah, I mean, it, that's it's cool, nice. But that's some nice gear. But you make the layup, the three pointer, and the half court shot, which I'm told uh, Uncle Bobo on Twitter. And if you can't trust Uncle Bobo in this crazy world, who can you trust? That it was a legit half court shot. He didn't cheat, despite what Bear would have you believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, he only gets a six hundred dollar gift card to the Vol shop. I feel like that is at least. Like I don't even think a thousand bucks is enough. I feel like that is a ten thousand dollar price. I feel like you're kind of underselling. Like six hundred dollars to the vault. What you're spending money on hats? Am I being too bougie like here? Six hundred dollars. Like There's a nothing. Flag and a mug and a coffee uh, uh, container. Like you're not. You can go and get a couple of jerseys, and that would be pretty expensive. But I think six hundred dollars is a lot. Like once you actually went and tried to spend it. I don't know. I, I think it's just me. I mean, part of it is, like, usually the, the best of those videos are a guy usually wins tuition for a year, right? <laughs> or a car. Yeah. A car, yeah, exactly. Something. You see that all the time. Well, how much is that? Dr. Pepper one was crazy. Yeah, the Dr. Pepper one was a massive, massive payout, whatever that was. Was it a million? Tuition or whatever. It was like for a, the football thing? Or yeah. You, oh. Because remember they had that controversy because the way they... It, Chest pass it through. Well, the chess pass, but remember it was they went to some wacky tiebreaker that was decided before the actual event, and they underestimated. You got sports fans watching a contest at halftime. You got to follow the rules, and and, and they better be clear. I don't remember that. They, we had a controversy with the yeah. Dr. Pepper Challenge. You guys remember that, Marcus? Anybody? I'm not sure I do, actually. Yeah, it was halftime of uh, one of those games, yeah, and they ended up, Dr. Pepper later came out because, like, the differential between the prizes was staggering. Like, one girl won, like, I don't know if this is the right number, but, like, half a million dollars, and the person lost, it was, like, ten grand or something. It was just like, yeah, you can look it up. But Dr. Pepper came out and awarded them both. They kept tying. Do you not remember when they kept tying? It was two girls. I, 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 I vaguely is this a Mandela thing that happened to me in another I, universe? I, no, I just don't keep up with the Dr. Pepper challenge. I don't remember any well, I was of them. blowed away and couldn't get out of my chair at halftime, and I watched the whole thing. Speaking of soft drinks, major shakeup in the fast food game today. I'm not happy about this, Russ. There's a new challenger, right? Is that what you're, no. what you're talking about? No, no. I'm talking oh. about Culver's. Which we have here in, in Knoxville over Cedar Bluff and, and Kings to Pike, a, a fine establishment in in my opinion. We're giving it away for free a little bit here. Cut the check. Double butter burgers. But the one the one drawback of Culver's has always been Pepsi products. I felt like it was a plus. Today that drawback has been remedied, ladies and gentlemen. Culver's has wow. gone Coke. Welcome. Yep. Fantastic. Anyway. Great news. Anyhow. Welcome to the family. Dumbest move ever. Why would you do that? You're it was upset about this. to Culver's. Bear, long, long, well-known Pepsi guy. It's a nectar of the <laughs> gods. And you just, you just turn your nose up. Might be the false gods. At, at, at Pepsi Cola like that. It was just a unique thing. You go get you the double butter burger. And uh, you know how many more double butter burgers 
they're going to sell now that they have Coke products on probably the line? Probably a lot more. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an idiot over here, okay? I'm just saying. I, I just wish they had kept it because it tastes delicious. I mean, and it was, I like the way they tasted together. If it means that much to you, you can bring your own Pepsi. I guess I could have brought my own Diet Coke. You don't think I will? I mean, I don't go in and eat, but I mean, I'll just won't get a drink no, when I, I go there. No, I don't think you will. I would go, I'd no, drink it at my house. I know you. You're absolute. You, you are not, you're way too lazy to make a separate, separate trip just for your drink. <laughs> No, but I get You're stuff. doing what the rest of us do, the us Coke people, when we go and they say, is Pepsi okay? You begrudgingly say, yeah, it's fine. And you yeah. make But it's not really. But you don't have any other option. No. You know, you just you just got to take what you're given. I'm going to go across the street and get me my, myself a Coke. No, I'm just going to get it to go and I'll eat it at my house. Though it would I have be. no Coke products. So he's going to make a gas station pit stop. That's a lie. For the Pepsi. A drink. Mellow yellow, although a gallon. Mellow yellow. Could you mellow imagine? drink mellow yellow? It's good stuff. Could you imagine if you actually did bring a Pepsi? Just like made eye contact with the employee, sat it down, and said, "I have my own drink." Thank I you. No, I brought my own. Yeah. Coke is not fine. They no, never, no, they never ask you that. Nobody, nobody. First of all, nobody ever. I'll, I'll have a Pepsi with that at a Coke place. So there's never the reverse of, actually, we, we only have Coke products. Is that okay? That's never been said, ever, in the history of beverages. I'm not even going to try and pretend like I have, but I will from now on, just to make a point. I will ask for Pepsi products, if I can oh, remember. Uh, yeah, like a, you'll go to McDonald's and say, I'd like a number one, the Big Mac meal. And a um, Pepsi. Supersized with a Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> just so they know that there's at least some demand out there for it. If, if I remember to do it the first time and get in the habit of doing it, just, uh, yeah. Why not? It'd be funny, wouldn't it? Take a Big Mac, large fries, apple pie, and a Pepsi. I, I, I hope you do. I hope you start asking for Pepsi at Coke-affiliated businesses. See, I don't have to. Like, it, it, when I make a run for the border, they're a Pepsi. But Pepsi owns Taco Bell. So, Rick, what else is going on in Rick World? Well, I guess in Rick World is you got a lot of somewhat, headgear going. You got you got the toboggan yeah, and yeah. the hood. It was snowing today. Did you guys catch that yeah. around maybe like two o'clock or so? Yeah, it's been snowing a lot. Can you hear through those weird. headphones? You've got like three layers of fabric between your ears and your. I do have a lot. I have a, a beanie, not a toboggan, but a beanie. I have a hood on top of that. Uh, What's the difference between beanie and toboggan? Uh, I think just. I will say, before I ever came to Tennessee, which was 2015, mm-hmm. I had never heard the word toboggan in my life. Nobody ever said it back home. I feel like I never heard the word beanie until, like, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah, like that's a toboggan growing uh, up. That's a toboggan, Rick. I, I've got a toboggan in my back. I feel like the toboggan folds up. The beanie is just like a straight, When I think smaller. of beanie, did you watch Oz? No. You never watched that? I've seen it, but... I did not watch it. A beanie to me is like what you see, you know, like a skull cap kind of thing. Like you don't roll it up. It goes just round and goes down over your I ears. think the flipping of the bill is too inconsequential to determine beanie versus toboggan. I, I, I think it's I, just I, like I think that's where, where you're from, right? No? Do you, can you find see, us a definition this on is, it? I, when I looked up toboggan, 
it showed me two options. Literally the brand of hat that Rick is wearing, but it did say beanie oh, wow. under it. Oh, wow. All right. But it also showed me this option with the the ear flaps, which oh, is what if, I would yeah. think. If I thought he would wear it, I would totally buy Russ one I, of I've those. I've got one. I have one of those, too. I've got one. Do you really? You would it's look, I it's would fantastic. Imagine. Yeah, that's... Huh. It's really tight. My big, ginormous head can barely fit inside of it, <laughs> but it feels great. I mean, like, if, if you're going to a ball game or you're, like, outside and it's sub yeah. 32 degrees yeah. and you're going to be out for a while... The big Russian thing with the ear flaps and the fur across your forehead, I've got one of those, and it's great. That is what it, it does look Russian. That's, that's a great But, yeah, it's a pretty good tip-off, like stuff you see people wearing like in Russia and yeah. in Siberia to keep yeah. warm. Rocky was rocking one What's in that? What's Russia, that? Uh, Rocky Four. I've got it. I keep track of their – I've got their weather on my weather app. I You've keep, got Russia's weather just it's called, favorited it, on your weather app? It's the coldest <laughs> city on the planet. Uh Y-A-K-U-T-S-K. Yakutsk. It's in the middle of... Se- it's minus... It's like 50- way up there near the Arctic Sea. You can't spell Yakutsk without U-T. It, it's minus 54 say. right now. With a feels like... Is it feels like minus 60? And people live what? there? Yeah, Siberian people do. Like, when you go outside, like I saw... Um, it was on some Nat Geo special. But, like, when they walk outside, like, their eyelashes fr- uh, freeze... Just instantly, yeah, pretty much, and they're like white. It they look, it looks really cool when you see people walking around wow. outside. But yeah, they're wearing those full on like these massive hats, like in Spies Like Us when Ackroyd and Chevy Chase were yeah. those things. Yeah, it's it, uh, that doesn't sound like a fun place to visit. I'd kind of like to go just for maybe three days, maybe four, three days, three or four days just to visit and see what it's like. You'd have to properly outfit yourself. Yeah, I'm not, like you're not showing up, you're not showing up there in your your khaki shorts yeah. and your Oasis T-shirt, Bear. Yeah. You're gonna have to layer up, bro. You have to wear a beanie underneath the Yankees cap. I do have an official definition. If we would like to understand it properly, yeah, sure. Let's we give it a whirl. Rest. So a toboggan is actually the act of a certain sledding event, like when you're sledding. Oh, no. yes. we know we that. Know right. that. So, right. But these hats have been called Completely a toboggan. Different. Hold on. So it's short for like the t- toboggan cap that people would wear, a similar beanie or knitted hat when they go tobogganing, or however you want to say it. it was a toboggan cap. So. So beanie's correct. Beanie would be the correct term, oh. but when you are going on a toboggan. That's when they would say you need to. If we're being honest, neither matter. word is a really good description for the like. It's, we it's could probably do better. Giant sock for your head. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what it is, man. The, it's like that. That's more, not good either. You know, like yeah, you is. know, like when it's really cold outside and you're inside, and I mean, like super duper cold to your house. I mean, everybody said that where your heat pump, you're just happy your house is warmer than it is outside, kind of a deal. And you wear those big, thick socks when you're laying around. Mm. That's basically what it is for your head when you go outside. It's a glove for your head. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, though, besides my headwear, there's a lot of Tennessee basketball right now. It's that time of year. That's what everybody wants to talk about. Although people want to have different conversations around Tennessee basketball, which is very strange. Some people want to get very upset at it, which, you know, Where do you stand on, Rick? And, and like, what are you hearing – because obviously now you you travel in different circles than we do, but like I've seen a couple of the local guys want to 
say that you know the uh, the whole deal about the fan base being apathetic or that's not the right word best word to use but just not very enthusiastic the arena hadn't been that loud what's your take on all that yeah you know i, I think not to not to not to you know blow it too far in one direction or the other but i i do think there has been a, a little bit of ground that could be made up when it comes to the arena experience just from the fans i, I think that there certainly has been moments this year where the fans have really gotten up and they've impacted the game but also I do go back to kind of the Kentucky game about four minutes left in the game and you know you saw a lot of people just kind of sitting on their hands and I you know not that that's obviously indicative of the Tennessee fan base or or anything like that but I do think that there is a little bit more room to grow for these you know the final couple uh final couple weeks of the season and especially I think the fan base and the team gets a good do-over this Saturday night against Texas right I think you can look back at that Kentucky game obviously the players weren't there I, I don't think that was by any stretch, the best Kentucky experience that I have seen in Knoxville. So you do get a little bit of a do-over to kind of come back, have a big-time atmosphere, and then eventually just get the win out of it, right? That Kentucky game also being the Chris Lofton. Now you have new jerseys for this Texas game. There's obviously going to be a lot going into it, but I, I do think that this is a big opportunity for not just Tennessee, but the fans to kind of really kind of come back and make a little bit of an impact. We had Burt Burlkamp on earlier today, and he, he he's right. It's so weird, though. Tennessee overlooked Kentucky. We came out flat against Kentucky. Now, that says a lot. I mean, that says a lot about how far the program has come, Tennessee's program. It says a lot about where Kentucky was at the time. And Burt said that he thinks it could end up being a blessing because he doesn't think we're going to make that mistake again Saturday. And he feels like it could be a wake-up call. It, it, It still sticks with the fans. Like, I'm still redneck mad about yeah. losing that game so you know the players and the coaches are that 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 happened and I, I think Burt could end up being right I think that could be something that ultimately benefits Tennessee yeah I mean they're still mad about losing to Texas last year I think that plays a factor into the game on Saturday night but yeah I, I, I do like your point though about it. it this is a great opportunity to get a, a do-over and, and a, a restart to the you know go in there take care of business uh, you know, reestablish I yourself. Yeah, I, I, you're the I'm not expecting. A, I think this is going to be a really close game. I, I really do. I, Texas is a really good basketball team. They put a, they've put up some big offensive numbers. Yeah, this is going to be have. a true. We're getting ready to find out if our defense is honest to God the real deal. I think it is, but we're playing a really explosive offensive team on Saturday, so it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be an epic game. 865-546-8200. If you want to jump in this afternoon on the program, we'd love to hear from you. 546-8200. You want to hang out for a minute? I would. I would. I'll stay to the uh, to the end of the hour or so. You'll stay as long as if we I, tell you to stay. If I can. I'm going to get kicked out here in the, in the, during the next uh, I thought you were going to stay till the end tonight. Rick, Rick's doing like the Trey Wallace things like, I don't know. I'll stay for a while, but... I'm pretty important, so something might come up. There's always the chance that I might just have to leave suddenly on urgent business. And and get like a mile down the road and wish that you were still hanging out with us. Don't act like you don't want to hang out with (laughs) us, Rick. Don't act like you don't want to hang out with us. I have important people to see and important things (laughs) to do. Nobody more important than me and Russ. (laughs) Stay tuned. The Drive continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Rick Butler, Rocky Top Insider, in studio with us this afternoon. 
You'll stay until Russ lets you off, buddy. Stay until the door is open. <laughs> Brought you like, into this like world. The I take you out. <laughs> Let's get Daniel get in here on the Big get Orange Phillies phone lines. <laughs> What's up, Daniel? How are you guys doing today? Doing well. How are you, sir? Doing well. First time caller, long time listener. Loved your show. I love uh, I love the topic today, so that's why I'm calling. You would have to be deemed clinically insane to choose a Pepsi Cola product over a Coca Cola product. <laughs> Daniel, well, it's funny you bring that up. Watch, watch your step, Mister Bear. Bear was he was one of the uh, pa- real life patients in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest <laughs> with Nurse Ratchet. What? Well, um, you know, we won't. I won't divulge uh, with with that. I'll I'll, I'll I'll leave that one comment alone. Uh, but I will say this. Living where I'm from, Mountain Dew and methadone clinics go hand in hand, so I won't say much more than that. Where are you from? I'm from the great north that is Campbell County. Oh, God. Checks out. Yeah, Mountain Dew and methadone. I, that's the thing. As much as I love Pepsi, Daniel, I absolutely would rather uh, drink like dirty pond water than drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> I hate that stuff. That's Always part have. for the course. That's par for the course. I, 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 that that would that, that checks out. That checks out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I do want to touch base on a question. I was talking to a Tennessee fan today, and he and I had kind of differing opinions. I was kind of we were talking. I was I was he was talking about the Texas game coming up and how uh, the importance of it, and I kind of thought that the Alabama game had a little more of importance. But they're probably the two biggest games left on our schedule. I, I wondered. What were your all's take about the level of importance? Because, I mean, they both have significance, especially playing out towards getting that one seed or the two seed or, you know, this quad one wins that, that are all so important. Oh, Alabama's definitely bigger. I mean, first of all, they're the higher-ranked team. But also being a conference game, uh, if you could only win one, it's got to be Bama, right? That's Kind of what I think, um, I, I, and I also think that if, if the Pavs are leading the way that they're going, that's going to be a knockdown drag out. I mean, that's going to be that's yes. going to be one for the ages, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do I do think that, that that's going to be one marquee game for the conference because you know just like you, you all and everyone else has said, it's the the the, the conference play has not has not been what it. You know, if we get six teams in, it would probably be you know, at, at probably about right. Maybe if maybe if we're living right, that might be the case. But it's just not held up to what it was supposed to be. So I believe that's going to be like a marquee game when in a couple of weeks when that one does come down the line. Yeah, it's it's funny how this season played out. You know, and Russ talked about in the first hour how the the, the conference is kind of taking a step back. And talk the guy uh, John and Cody and, and Cam were talking about it on Talk Sports and. Felt like that, you know. Obviously, um, Tennessee and Georgia, or Tennessee and Alabama are elite, and then you've got that next three of A and M, Kentucky, maybe Auburn, Auburn mm-hmm. probably Auburn, and then after that, you you know, if one of the other teams that are kind of in that next group can, you know, things can click for them, you might get a six team. I mean, Texas is a huge game. There are a bunch of big games, though. I mean, I like I. I think the Alabama game's bigger. I think the Auburn game next Saturday 
I mean, it's Pearl. It's a conference team. I mean, they could be higher ranked. You know, if, if we beat Texas and they're going to drop out of the top 10, Auburn might move into the top 10. So it could be just as strong a win. Ben's shaking his head no. No, Auburn Auburn lost last night. Yeah. To A&M. Did they? I turned that game off. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. got – that one got away from Te- – Texas A&M worries me going down there. I, think that, I mean, that's going to be a really tough game. That guy's a pretty good coach. It's a complete whack job, yep. but he's a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed the Billy Corgan interview yesterday. Being a musician myself, I like hearing uh, the two worlds collide. And uh, so I can, I, de- I definitely can appreciate uh, his interest in athletics and wrestling and, uh, and, then, and then you all bringing him on. So it was very, very, uh, very, very cool, inter- uh, interesting uh, interview there. Thank you. It was, I thought a, it was a pleasure. One of my favorite things he said was where he said that music and professional wrestling are the last two things that kind of operate outside of societal norms. Outlaws. Yeah. Yeah. Bear, I like the way that you that you introduced him and he and he was talking about the song that you all were playing, leading him in, and I thought that was um, I, I I kind of myself into your shoes right there talking to a legend as, as such as himself about about music and I, it was just like you were edu- you were breaking it down scientifically with him for who was the artist and when they wrote the song for so i mean it just shows that they are people too and but i mean but just it, it's just how 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 crazy it is that the world the world aligns and, and brings you to that moment and how cool it was to have that conversation with that individual at that time i thought that was uh, in the in the in of the whole interview that I was like you're you're sitting there breaking it down musically with a guy that's done it all you know I mean and that's what I I was just like yeah and I just neat. wish I, I got I mean I'll be honest I mean like I about flipped when he first came on because like I'm not gonna lie my hands were kind of shaky I mean I'm talking to Billy Corgan I mean when I I mean he was that was who was on the radio when I was in college at UT so kind of panicked and a song that I've talked about I've talked to Rick about I mean just I, it's Freddie King going down no Freddie King and I just yeah. vapor locked yeah yeah it was just like Albert Collins I was humiliated froze up <laughs> yeah. I thought you did well like he did. but I rebounded but yeah it was and just the the conversation he had with Rod I mean there was a lot of good stuff in that one yesterday uh that was probably one of my favorite interviews I've ever sat and got to listen to it's a lot of fun getting just to sit and listen to Rusk, or Rust, Rusk, uh, Rusk. Absolutely. Um, ask well, people, you know, big time people like Billy Corgan questions. So, I don't know. Well, I'll, well, I'll hang up and let somebody else get on. But Pepsi sucks and go balls. <laughs> Thank hell you. out of here, Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, we we had Billy Corgan. That is the- unbelievable. Who has the connection to Billy Corgan? Here? Billy Corgan is the owner of the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, I, I they're am entire- very familiar with the NWA. Which one of you knew him to get to get him on the show? So his people, his PR people, reached out to me, oh, and was like, shot. "Hey, do you want to interview Billy Corgan?" I was like, "Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we would." And, uh, and I said, I told the guys, like, "Yeah, of course, I'm a huge Smashing Pumpkins fan," and he was like, "Well." Uh, the interview will have to be about wrestling. A couple of Smashing Pumpkins references sure. are to be expected, but like, you, if you're going to have them on the show, you have to talk wrestling. I was like, yeah, that's fine. I get wow. it. Wow, they cool. wanted you to sell the ten pounds of gold, the the NWA title. 
So you are familiar? Like I don't, I don't, I didn't know much about NWA. Who's the champion in the NWA right now, Rick? Oh man, I, I. Oh, I felt dumb. It could be Trevor Murdoch, uh, but there was a lot of controversy going on with <laughs> with a guy who just left their program. So there's like Billy Corgan's been in a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say hot water because I don't think that's the right word, but there's been a lot of controversy. controversy yes, yeah. around his champion leaving, you know, the the company, which is a very wrestling type of behind the scenes story. Well, he made reference yesterday, and I I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Uh, like, there's some guy that's a part of his, it's a big deal in his thing that's on Fox News all the time. Yes, uh, it's uh, uh, I think the name is something like Brodus Clay. He, he's a big old fella. He's kind of got a mohawk. He does not look like just you know the the kind of average looking guy that you would expect, but I do know who you're talking about. Like he's a he's a, funkus- a fun- yeah, the he's, Funkasaurus is what he was. He's called but he is he's, a, he's on apparently I don't know if he's a contributor, but yeah, he's frequently on Fox News. And or I mean, Tyus or something. Yeah, that's Tyus. What it was. Tyus. 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 Yeah. Okay. And he's, a name he is like big. That's the other thing he said. They they're like old school. He said his wrestlers are large, athletic. And well, and that's the that's the name of the game, and that goes uh, that goes way back to you know some of the kind of the Knoxville studio wrestling is that oh, that's yeah, what that's they what do, I grew up on right the the people nowadays WWE whoever it is they're going to the arenas and they're doing it like a big show and production but NWA it still kind of sticks to that well at least I think they used to I didn't watch a ton but I think they they do stick more with the model of old school studio wrestling kind of what again what what was made famous in Knoxville yeah they're playing at the convention center next week which is an but interesting th- venue to have wrestling but like i i could see it fitting into what you're talking i about have there. seen wrestling there it's but they're good, also broadcasting it's gonna be the first time he did say that's really cool they're going to be broadcasting live the show live for the first time wow it's gonna be from knoxville and apparently what's is it aj calzana is the Kazana family which has been promoting wrestling knoxville in knoxville royalty. since like the 1940s okay is still involved and uh, I think one of the, the youngest Calzana in the promote, like he's a wrestler. Yeah. Oh wow. Huh. Go down there and act like fools. I will go down there next week uh, on the drive's behalf. Weston Brown, if you're out there listening, him and I will go. We'll 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 go on the drive's behalf. Nice. I expect a full report. Yeah. Rick, good to see you, buddy. Thanks for letting me hang out. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. He is Mr. Fabulous, Rick Butler, RockyTopInsider.com. For all the latest on UT Athletics, check him out there. we got to take a quick timeout. Hour number three of The Drive coming up.